0: Welcome to the Community Warehouse. This is Imran Nanlawala, and I'm here with my esteemed co-host and brother, Habib Qadir. Habib, how you doing? Doing well. Doing well. We got a unique, I guess, a, one way to say it, unique guest on today. Someone that you're very familiar with. Yes, yes, I am. It is going to be a
1: unique show today. We're going to be, as some of you guys will be looking at the backdrop, you'll see a bunch of shoes, and you're like, "What is going on?" But you will find out. We have different kinds of leaders and special people in the community, and today we are going to showcase one of
0: them. So without further ado, we'd like to bring out Azim Tai, who is a, I guess, what, what we you call a sneakerhead? Yes, sir. Sneakerhead. Uh, also, he works at a school. He's helping the youth, educating the youth, inspiring the youth through his entrepreneurship and his uh, personal endeavors. And Habib, I know you know him much better than I do, so I'll let you introduce him, and we we'll go straight into it. All right, we're gonna be introducing today
1: Azam Tai, a very famous individual in the sneaker world. I might say he has a PhD in sneakerology. Uh, here's an individual who I've known for more than 18, 19 years. So I've seen him when he started the game as a young individual. So we wanted to go ahead and showcase some of this, indi- uh, uh, indiv- this individual with some of the things that, uh, that he has done. But I think hopefully there's a lot of stuff we could learn, right? So it's not just about sneakers, about about life, it's about investing, it's about this whole process of life and journeying and, and, and f- focusing on your passion and making it maybe a part where you enjoy it as a hobby, but also bring some income in. So we're going to go ahead and learn some more uh, in, uh, stuff from this esteemed
0: guest. So, Azum, uh firstly, thank you for allowing us into uh, your – your, uh, the dungeon of – what is it? The sneaker dungeon? Sneaker room, yeah. The sneaker room, okay. And I got to ask – Secret hideout. No one can know <laughs> yeah. where it is. It's the cave It's got its own oxygen supply. It's got a constant <laughs> supply of, of, of Monster. Yes. Right?
2: Thank you for, for Monster, for <laughs> providing all that stuff.
0: <laughs> so, first question I have, and then Habib, you got some good questions lined up, is the first thing that sticks out to me, my brother, is I see a whole bunch of shoes. Yes. I see some WWE – belts, WWE merchandise. Very quickly, like, how did we arrive to the awesome that we have now? Like, what is the
2: fascination with wrestling issues? So for, for me, it, it's wrestling has always been my first love. Like I said, I'm 34 years old. I've been watching wrestling easily 30 years. And I'm talking about Attitude Era. Uh, you're talking about Jimmy Superfly snooker. Like, it, it's that's where, you know, that's where I started. But the crazy thing is when you get older to a certain like point to make friends that are wrestlers, to make friends who are producers, engineers, music producers at the company that you've been watching for your whole life is crazy. Now you'll see, you asked like how do they tie together? You'll see wrestlers wearing Jordans, uh, Nikes, LeBrons, KDs, Kyries to wrestle instead of their old boots. Sneakers are everywhere. Are everywhere. Like, I always call it the culture. Without the culture, it's not going to be there. You have music, you have fashion, you have art, you have sneakers, and you have sports. That's the culture.
1: So, what started this madness? Now, I ain't going to call it madness, but, you know, this love for the sneaker world.
2: Um, as you know, Hobbs, growing, we grew up, right? We grew up in front of you, right? You saw... Uh, the struggle, right? And a lot of people don't really see that side of me, but until they start talking to me like this, right? Grew up very, like they say, humbled, right? When when they say you're you're humble, trust me. When you when you go from eating uh, hot Cheeto sandwiches to you know to ramen noodles, you know, like the the hustle is there, right? I've always, me and my brother have always been the guys to hustle, right. Mom did all she can. She provided us with everything we wanted, but there's always that status, like that you are like. I want those, right? But you're not gonna say, "Hey, mom, give me this, give me this." No, like we got to the point where, like, okay, you gotta babysit here. You gotta do this. You gotta do chores and just save and save and save. And the madness was there because that's something you saw on, like, how they call it, the elite kids, right? That's what we saw, right? You saw, in, you saw. like, I used to watch Martin when I was growing up. Martin, uh, Fresh Prince, they all had one thing, Jordans on their feet. That's what it was. So the hustle was there.
0: Firstly, shout out to, to Auntie. Obviously, you know her much better than I do, but my, my limited exposure in the last couple of weeks with our basketball camp, mashallah, like an amazing woman. Great woman, hard worker, and someone who can actually hold her own in basketball conversations. So anytime you meet someone like that, you gotta you gotta give them their props. <laughs>
1: oh, for sure, especially the great race to raise two young boys, you know, by herself. I think you know to do a phenomenal job. And hey, you know, she she worked very hard, small salary, but just kind of made the grind and really developed these into two fine young men. And so I, I think so when you, when you have to be around boys and watch all these basketball games and taking them to basketball games or tell them to come out of the playground and come home mm-hmm. uh you become uh, also I, I think she might be the sneaker queen
2: <laughs> you know
1: uh, <laughs> of the sneaker pins and then uh also you know uh, just being uh, uh you know you know people say a PSA soccer mom a basketball mom right
2: yeah so, she 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 was at every game my brother played and I mean it was more he was the he was the player I used to just play on the side you know like I was more of like Hey, what shoes can I, like, what <laughs> basketball shoes can I wear, but not on the court? He was like, what Jordans am I gonna wear on the court? So mm-hmm. you know, that's that's how it was. We got two different
1: philosophies, right? Sometimes yeah. if you don't play good, you just gotta look good. That, so, hey. awesome tight, look good. You know, yeah.
2: you, hey, gotta, you sure. gotta look like you can play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You gotta <laughs> fake it till you make it.
0: So, so, so one thing that you mentioned that's very interesting, uh, and it's also like a common theme in in successful people is they have like a. A backstory, right? Their yeah. backstory involves sacrifice, struggle, etc. Yeah. And w- what's very interesting is sometimes people would think, okay, if you grew up eating those hot Cheeto sandwiches, uh, like for for us, you know, we grew up somewhat poor. Uh, different phase of our life, we see like bags of chips and Kool Aid. That was lunch every day, right? Yeah. That's, that's but as yep. crazy is because you would imagine, those are the people that don't hustle. Those people should be the ones who are scared to take risks, yeah. because they don't have much. So, w- what in that early part of your life? put in, was it like, okay, for some it's, you know what, when I grow up, I want to take my mom out of this situation, yeah. or you know, I've had the hot Cheeto sandwiches, yeah. I want to have the filet mignon, like, what,
2: what what was it specifically like? Oh, I still eat the hot Cheeto sandwiches, <laughs> trust me, that, like, I, you go upstairs in the pantry, hot <laughs> Cheetos for days, <laughs> but you know, uh, it, it's one of those, like, when you see your mom struggle, that's like, that's it, like, what can we do to get her out of this, like you were saying, right, and Alhamdulillah, It's like we're not rich, right? You you get to the point where you're comfortable, right? A lot, but there are a lot of people get stuck at that comfortable spot. You don't want to move past that. Like me, my brother also always says that if you don't take risks, you're not going to succeed. Sometimes you fail, but then when you fail, you get you're behind, right back up, and go again, right? Because you keep you keep falling, you got to keep building it. Because if you stop the first time, how do you know? That this next three or four times is not gonna get you to where you wanna be. Right? That's that's the whole point. Even when it comes to sneakers, like people are like, oh, I can't get a pair. Yes, you can, you just gotta try harder. Mm. Right? Or I or I can't, I'm not gonna be successful in 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 school. Trust me, I was one of I was a bright student, but when it came to test taking, horrible. Right? And then over the course you understand like. There's more people out there than that. So then you talk to your teacher, like, hey, you see me killing it and everything else. Maybe you could help me out with this, right? And then it got to the point. So that, that that's how I say. You, you, you have to take risks in order to succeed, and that's in anything, anything. So
1: with the sneaker collection, how many sneakers do you have, like, you know, In, I, mean, I, I see quite a bit here. Or I know you might have another place where you yeah. secret hideouts for other stores. <laughs> but, well, what's your total collection? Right now? Uh, over 500. Over 500. Over 500.
2: It's one of those, like, mom's probably going to watch this, so I can't even say the exact <laughs> number. <one. laughs> but no, it, it, it's uh, over 500 pairs. But you have to realize I've been collecting for 24 years. And it's not all, like, you know, over that time. But, like, there's certain times that you have a pair of shoes and it just... Over time, it just, you know, it just keeps getting crazier and crazier.
0: Just based off, off that question, how do you balance the passion side of it? Yeah. Like where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a collector versus the strategic side of it, which is like, okay, yes, I, I love this. I gen- genuinely love collecting sneakers, yeah. but at the same time, I have a life to live. I got bills to pay. Yeah. So how do you
2: balance those two things? So look, there's, all, there's two types of people who, who have shoes, right? There's the collector side, which I see myself as a collector, right? And then there are the people who make money off of it, which are the resellers. Now, me, I, you could just say I'm a hoarder. I love sneakers. It's like, it's one of those like, an accessory, right? People have art on their walls. I have art on my feet. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I look at it. Because somebody designed this shoe. And for me, that's what it is, right? Like, and, and like I was saying, growing up is the hustle, now, if I can say, okay, yeah, I'll get rid of this pair. That's fine. But nine times out of 10, you are not going to find that pair again, especially with the inflation of the sneakers. It's ridiculous. Like, the pair I have on my feet right now, they re- retail for $150, maybe $190. Right now, used pair, $1,400. $1,400 for a pair of used sneakers. And, but people are paying, right? There's always going to be that one person that pays. So for me, if it, if it ever comes down to the point where, like, Okay, I got to take care of my family, or I got to get these. You better believe the sneakers are gone. But that's how we are. We're, you know, like If somebody says, Asim, I need, you know, like my brother, you know, like, I need something. You don't think I'm going to get rid of these sneakers? Real quick. Because at the end of the day, family is first, right? Regardless of what you have. And certain people in the sneaker community will be like, oh, you would sell your sneakers? You're damn right I would. I mean, the same thing you would do. If your mom needed something, you're not going to sell it? 100%.
1: I mean, I mean that's really important to kind of show, you know, I think to the audience, the idea is that hey, you know, you have a passion and you want to make sure you collect, and but at the same time you realize that there's a, the, a family side that's so important, yeah, and if that means that at a certain time to sacrifice, hey of your shoes is more important which is really good to hear but sometimes you have people who it might not be shoes but their their business their lot you know their their hobbies sometimes they're so they're so engrossed in that that they, they forget their family right so I, I think that's just a good reminder for all the young individuals out there for all of us and anyone uh, who's hearing this this whole idea of, of, of you know making sure you know have uh, you know strive for your passion but put, putting limits but we're kind of going into this whole you know collectors yeah. right so what are some tips that if someone wanted to get into the sneaker game, you know, both of us maybe want to, for the community warehouse, build up a, you know, a new sneaker game for us, sneaker you, you, you know, endowment you or something, you know. Hey, yeah, you know, it looks like this is a great college investment or something right here, right? It because is, I know yeah. he's got some shoes up in here for, I mean, you, you, what are your highest, what is it, 15, 20,000 right now? Uh, I mean, the
2: I, most expensive shoes in here is probably about 20, 25,000, which was the Back to the Future the Back to mags. The future. Yeah, that's a, that's a down payment, brother. Woo.
1: I'm tell you. Right. So so for, for individuals who are starting in this game, yeah. what are some tips that you think are very important for individuals who might not know too much about the shoe game, but they're they're looking into it, especially
2: from the collector side. And I also want to talk to you about the resellers. So okay. let's
1: first focus on the collector. So collector
2: side. side, you have to look again. So if you're collecting, you're not really looking into the value of the shoe. It's more the nostalgia of it, right? There's old school collectors and then now there's these new school collectors. I feel that, again, being 34, I'm in between. So a few years ago, somebody started calling me the young OG, right? Because I've been collecting for 24 years, and I'm still 34. So uh, think about it. I've been collecting since I was 10. So I'm in between. Like, I've seen it from Nike Talk all the way to Instagram now, all that. So if you're collecting as a collector, you're looking for more of, like, the OG, like, the 85 ones, the Chicago ones, you might not even be in uh, to Jordans. You might be into Adidas. You might be into uh, New Balance. But again, the collector side of it, you're most likely going to be with Nikes and Jordans, right? That's all. 99.9% in my sneaker room is Jordan and Nike. That's it. Because that's what I collect. That's what I wear. Now, now if you, wanted, you also want to talk about the reseller side, right, Hobbs? So the reseller side, this is where it gets a little tricky. There's resellers that are doing it because, you know, they want to make a great amount of money. And there's some of them that are just greedy, right? Uh, you can be a reseller and help the community out, right? You can help Like, you know what? I might get a pair that only dropped in, in Canada. Let me just buy a few pairs and sell it here. But then those guys are like, oh, I'm going to buy it from Canada and triple the price over here. But again, people are going to buy it. Now, if you're buying as a reseller or getting into the game as a reseller, my, my opinion is go after the collabs. Anything Travis Scott touches right now is gold. Any shoe he collabs. You can buy a, a, a pair of Travis Scott 1s that came out the brown colorway with a backward swoosh, dropped for a $170. Right now, if you were to go on StockX, uh, on pretty much go any eBay, uh, all that, you're nothing less than $2,200. Wow. Look at the inflation on that. Stocks can't even give you that much return right away, mm-hmm. right? So that's $2,200. And then the low tops, low tops retail for $110 or $120, or between, between $100 and $120. They're reselling for $1,800. So that, that's what you look for. Look for collabs. But, you know, like uh, Jay Balvin did a, a Jordan collab. Uh, Alaylee May is another, and she keeps on dropping. Drake, right? All these collabs are going to make you that money. But that's if you want to go in that direction. Collabs are going to be your best friend. But people also st- start shying away from, like, the GRs, which are called general release. A lot of these general releases... That's how you make your own money. You buy them for cheaper, and you just keep flipping them, flipping them, flipping them. So even if, you, if it's a $100 shoe, if it's a general release, you most likely could get it for 60 bucks. You sell it for retail. You're still making $40 profit, $50 profit. And think about it. If you have 36 pairs, that's $50 per pair. So you're making money regardless. So, so
0: far, we're learning about, in my opinion, we've learned about, like, ethical business principles, right? Because he mentioned it's easy to get lost in the game. So he mentioned you know how to kind of approach this game ethically. He was talking about collaborations right now. So again, in in terms of when I think about leadership, entrepreneurship, these are all very important principles, right? Mm-hmm. How, knowing how to partner, knowing how to collaborate and work with others, inspire others, um, also being ethical in your dealings. So can you can you elaborate more on the sneaker culture in terms yeah. of people like yourself, people that you interact with? Uh, obviously don't get yourself in any trouble. But just talk to us about the larger subculture, because a lot of us are not familiar with you know I know you travel regular before COVID you were traveling regularly, right yeah. I was amazed when I heard that there's like conventions for this kind yeah. of stuff i'm, I'm going to be honest, might sound a little snobby i i, I, I didn't it's not something I understood right okay. and now you've done a great job at kind of explaining it, the
2: business side of it, the fan side of it. so talk to us about that culture so the sneaker culture is um, very entertaining to, to put it in a way there there are people who like to troll a certain people. There's people that still beef, like, quote-unquote, getting fights over certain them. Like, you're fighting over leather. Like, you know, you're arguing over their dumbest stuff, right? It's not that serious. But that's how it is, right? That it, it becomes politics, right? Even the sneaker game becomes politics. Uh, so the whole culture, uh, again, it goes back, like, I always look at it, it goes back to the... The big, the, you know, the art, the fashion, the music, the, you know, the sneakers, right? Now, the way you look at it this way, artists are selling more sneakers than athletes. If, if, think about how crazy is that? You went from Michael Jordan who used to play on the court, right? And I, I want his shoes. I want to be like Mike. Now, oh, Travis Scott. I want to be like Travis Scott. And you have his Jordan. So that's how the, the culture is crazy, right? Like, going back to the traveling part, I've been to, I think, pretty much every city. In the last three, four years, I've done it, I think, I've traveled with SneakerCon. I was host of SneakerCon for two years, which is the biggest sneaker traveling convention. Um, you know, I revamped their whole interview process. So when people talk to me, it feels weird because I'm, I'm usually the one doing this, right? Um, so I've done that. Now every every sneaker uh, event across the country, call me. Hey, I want you here. I want you here. What's your price? Can you do this? Can you make this? I have two right now. There's two. I'm not gonna say their names, but they'll probably see it, you know. But I have two of them trying to get me to go to the same events back to back. Now we're trying to work it out. Like, how am I gonna be here and here back to back in one day? And I hate to say it, but sometimes money talks, right? Especially if I'm away from home. You know, I have to, and this is a career, right? Yes, I, I'm two to three, most like most times three weekends out of the month, but it's an additional income coming in, right? So I have to be like, okay, what makes sense? I'm supposed to be at an event next week. I said no. I, I'm tired. You do get, trust me, it gets it gets very tiring. So like the whole thing about the sneaker game, it's like. Just think about it as a, as an enterprise right it's it's a big it's a big company, and all of us are little workers underneath it that's how it is like it's it's just being you know it's it's uh like being puppets like it's crazy to say that but yeah we're you're being a puppet because you have one brand dangling this over here then you're over here then you're like oh I want to run here like oh I got something here for you so that's I hate to say it, but that's what it is. It's pretty much being like a puppet. So the
1: sneaker culture, right? So, but with, with this, because it becomes so popular, you have conventions. You get sponsors. Yes. Right. So I, I know you've been. Uh, I know. I don't know if you could share some of your sponsors, yeah, of but course. hey, you know. So it's it's not just the shoe, but because of the shoes, yeah. and and your knowledge of the shoes, and your persona of of talking about the shoes, and and and, and highlighting it at these conventions, you've got some sponsorships.
2: Yeah. So. It, it, in the last, say, three years, right? Three years where I've really been out and about. Before, I was, I was always behind the scenes. I was the one getting people deals, like, you know, doing this. And I'm just like, I can do this myself. I went to, I got invited to a sneaker con. all started off at sneaker con. It just blew up. Then people started, like, these brands started seeing, like, oh, okay, yeah, he only has, like, 2,000 followers, but his presence on stage is massive, right? I, would, I could go in front of 10,000 people, and rock the house. I'm, I, and the first time that happened, I talked to Habib. I, I think this was before my first show. I'm like, Hobbs, I need to ask you. I'm going to be at my first ma- main show. There's going to be 5,000 people there. What do I do not to freak out? And he told me, you know, look straight and this and that. So you could even see it in the first video. Like, I'm kind of nervous, and I do what he says. And after that, it's just... And game over, right? So that happened. My first major... Um, uh, sponsor was Container Store because they saw my sneakers and I spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars at sneaker, you know, because they were expensive, right? They saw it. They sent me a pallet. Wow. They're like here every month. They were sending me, sending me. So they, I think in in the last three years, they've sent me at least a thousand boxes. And these, and six box, six boxes in one case is about sixty five dollars. So they've sent me a 1,000 of them. So that's my, that was my first major sponsorship. From there, it led to apparel brands. I'm no longer with these apparel bl- brands, but it led to that, right? So I was getting paid to wear. And so the way I did my deal was I, I marketed myself as a moving billboard. So when I go through airports, people see me. They take pictures with me. I'm like, okay, to this certain brand, that's fine. I will wear your apparel to travel because somebody's going to see it. So, they would pay me X amount and send me this much just to travel. So, I wouldn't even have to take clothes with me. They would be at my hotel where I wanna be. The next brand was like, hey, we will pay you X amount to wear our clothes on stage. Because think about it, if there's 5,000, 10,000 people seeing me, that's, you know, that's one. Then it led to Soul Premise, which is my, ba- I'm still with Soul Premise, right? That's a, it's a backpack company for sneakers. i um, with Rejuvenator. Is a cleaning company. I also just signed a deal with Monster, so yeah, I drink Monster, guys. Kids don't drink Monsters, but you know it's one of those like it, it's. Uh, I don't drink coffee and anything like this, and this is that was my thing at uh, sneaker cons and stuff like that. So when they saw it, they're like, "Hey, it just makes sense." So it's a, it's Monster Music, so it's a division of Monster Energy, which Monster Music takes care of all their influencers and stuff. So once you get to that influencer. So
1: you know, so this is exciting that you you know you got these sponsors. But now I know also you know for you faith is uh, important. Yes. And uh, and you know, when, when, you know for a lot of people and young individuals, you want to get popular. But sometimes what happens is there's this a- aspect of the ethical, right? And we've already talked about you know, even with uh, just your your deals and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um Have you ever had like a situation where you know you might get a deal where it might. Uh, Kind of go contradicted of, of, uh, of some of your values that you might have.
2: Yeah, I get these deals all the time. And there's two major deals that I've received. And this is from like 2019, 2020-ish, uh, right when the pandemic hit, right? Let's put it this way. When uh, when the COVID hit, it humbled a lot of people, like heavy, myself included. It humbles you. So it's one of those, like I said, I get deals all the time. Right? I got two deals And it was six figures each Like, they were up there And uh, I'll get to the, the brands uh, One of them I could tell you the brand The other one I can't Because it's one of those, you know uh, But one was a CBD company, right The CBD company uh, said Hey, would you mind, you, you know, posting this And the only stories, the only one is a story And story is what? Hey guys, or not even that. Just take a picture, put it up for 12 hours, 24 hours, and goes away, right? Anybody would have said, "Yeah, no problem, let's do it. It's still, it's going to disappear." But in my head, I'm like, "Would I want kids from the school to see me, right? I don't want to see that. Do would I want? How would I feel if Hobbs' kids saw that, or Habib's kids like saw that, like, oh, okay, that no, like, people. And then so when I when I, when I turned them down, somebody's like, oh, it doesn't have to always do with." smoking. CBD is used for blank, blank. I understand that's complete. Like there's bombs and this, but they wanted me for, uh, the oils like smoking oils. I don't smoke. I don't do any of that. Right. If if, if I'm around people smoke, I feel a little weird. So I just leave because I have like a lung, whatever. So that was one. So they were like, Hey, we'll pay you X amount, X amount. It got up to the point where I was making six figures with them. And I just said, I'm sorry, I can't. That, you know, then you know like, how they say, like, you know, stuff opens out for you. I'm like, okay, pass that, you know. Then I got another deal that was from a, a liquor company, Hennessy. I could say their name. And it got to, where they were, it's well into the six figures. Again, one story a month doing this, doing that. But again, I can't, if I don't smoke, I don't drink. Doesn't matter if I, you know, don't, I'm still not going to promote this because there's going to be that one person who sees it and they're going to think I do it, right? And that could destroy my, uh, my reputation, right? Not only with certain brands. Look, now, if I had this big liquor company behind me, oh, they'll be like, oh, my God, not give them more money, whoever it is. But in my head, I'm just like, no, like working for the school, I'm like, when you're around kids, trust me, when you're around these kids and they look up to you the way you see it, it changes how you see like stuff, right? Because you're in front of these kids, and how would I feel if I see somebody like, "Oh, coach, I saw this." I'm like, "No, I can't do that." So I, it's two six-figure deals. I just turned them down. What's amazing
0: is like, you know, people are always doing things for the brand, right? Yeah. And people are, it's always about getting, getting, getting that money. What, how do they say, getting the? There's, there's all these phrases now, like, don't, don't hurt the bag, or you know, oh, get the bag, get the bag, get, get the, the bag, bag, right? Yeah. But in recent times, it's a couple of stories stick out to me, right? One is Habib, yeah, the UFC fighter, yeah. And it's crazy because you know we we share common faith, and he's very unapologetic, yeah. And in our times, that's almost like no, nah, you don't you, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be so upfront, yeah. But I think because of how upfront and clear, and how much he holds to his principles and yeah. values, you've seen like how it's even elevated his stature even more, right? Yeah. To the extent where like Dana White. Praises him, yeah. and why does Dana White praise him? So, like Dana White is an individual. Like a lot of people call into question his principles, his morals. Yeah. I'm not saying I do that, but that's that's what yeah, he's known yeah. for. But like Dana White was literally, I saw when uh, when K- Habib's father died. BT, I think the company BT, the British Television, whatever, they made a, uh, a animated video to kind of honor his dad, and I remember Dana White was watching it, and he, he got like teary eyed. Mm. So it's like okay, when someone like Dana White is getting teary eyed because you know, Khabib, his father's legacy, the honor they live by. And then I will hear a story like this where, you know, your morals and your principles, they have to dictate the way you move, right? Otherwise, as you mentioned earlier, which I disagree with in a good way, you said, you know, you're almost like puppets to these companies. But I would say you could be a puppet. Mm-hmm. Or you could actually be the puppeteer, right? Yeah. You know, a small puppeteer where you're actually dictating to these companies what your terms are and how you will how you, like, go, go along with
2: what they're trying to push. Yeah, and see, and that, that's one thing with me. And, and I've learned a lot, right, being around Habib and people that he's introduced me to. Like, you don't say yes to the first deal ever, right? It's if a, if, For example, if somebody's flying me out, right, they know what I charge or oh, they know what I do, or these brands that want to... They'll be like, hey, I need you to post this at this time. No, that's not how I do it. If you want me to promote your brand, we got to do it my way, right? I want to make everything as organic as possible. I, I'm, I don't want to be an infomercial. I want it to be organic, right? So if I'm sitting here and I'm promoting Wallaway, and say you guys had like a cup, that cup will be sitting right here without me even saying anything. And I just... It would be right here, so... The viewers are just going to look at me and then be like, what is that? Why is that out of place? Then they're going to look up the Wallaway Cup. That's how I do stuff. My I, And I tell these to all these companies, my goal is not to sell your product. My goal is to have people remember your product. Mm. That's how I do it. I People could buy it left and right, but forget about it. But if you can have them st- stick in their brains and like, oh, okay, like, I need to re-up on this every single time. Like how they have Amazon uh, subscription. I like to be that person Mm. for you. Like, how can I get you to continuously buying, buying into the product? And I'm never going to promote something again that I don't believe in. So when I went through so many sneaker cleaning products, I would not promote a brand. They'll say, hey, we'll give you 50 bucks or 100 bucks or 200. That's fine. I'll take it, but I'm not going to... I'll be honest with you. I'm like, eh, I don't like this, and I'm just gonna go a separate way, right? So,
1: hey, you know, this is you know really good way. Uh, uh, Azam Tides has brought up, you know, you know, I think just for all the viewers here, hey, even when you do make deals, right? So, and, and you want to make sure that you have that partnership where you keep your morals, but at the same time, you want to make sure you do a good job supporting that organization or that company, that sponsor, and it's not also about money too. It's also how do you make them grow because they're, they're also sponsoring you. They're, they're, they believe in you. So I think it goes both ways, and I think that's very important to see, hey, that you might always have individuals. It could be someone, a boss of yours. It could be a relative of yours. It could be someone, a colleague of yours, who's helping you to move forward. You can't forget those individuals. And so I think in the same way, you know, how when someone scratches your back, you need to scratch their back. And I think, but at the same time, you want to also make sure whatever your, your, your moral compass that you have – or whatever your values that you have, that you don't compromise those. And do you think giving that up, you know, some people are like, man, but you gave that up, bro. That was six figures, bro. Do you, do you feel that through time that maybe has come back?
2: Yeah, honestly, I, I, I'm a, I'm a on, solid believer in when you give, you receive, like, mm-hmm. three times over. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, I, I haven't received it three times over. Let's <laughs> just make it very clear but it, it the doors that have opened up after that hundred percent hundred percent like it's got to the point where I am turning down brand deals that are giving me money because you don't want to, again you don't want to over promote right so if I'm, I'm and I'm, the, I'm getting this right I, I'm turning down events because I'm just like I can't do anymore so it's just like so this is God's way of saying look you did this I got you right that's how I look at it like Alhamdulillah, it's just like over and over and over and over. Like, it's coming. And then another crazy thing that's really... And I, I haven't talked to you about it, this, but this, this is I'm going to tell you guys on, on... So, when people always ask me, Hey, what are you? You know, nobody's ever looked into my background, right? People don't know... Like, people, they always think I'm Hispanic or something, but they don't know I'm Pakistani and Irish. I'm mixed. So, it got out that, oh, he's Muslim. After that came out, when I did that documentary... After it came out, the Muslim community, like that, I see a different man. Oh man, like I have people coming up to me, slam bro, slam bro," and, and it's crazy. Like now, it's starting to like, it's not. You're never ashamed of it. It's just like I feel like certain things. When I'm on stage, I have to switch, uh, like a uh, like a light bulb. Like I'm I'm a am a I'm a character. Like you know, wrestlers play characters. I'm a character on stage, right? I never do anything against my, like, what I believe in, but on my character. But now it's just, it's crazy to see. I have uh, people who message me from uh, Somalia, from Saudi Arabia, from uh, UAE. Uh, It's just just crazy. And these big-time YouTubers who are Muslim, they're like, wait, you're Muslim? And it just makes our connection even greater. It's crazy how that works. Uh, so
0: my question is now we've talked about your backstory we've talked about the current passion we've talked about the school talked about the p- partnerships and sponsorships based on what you've said and because i know that you know the mind the mind is an entrepreneurial mind what do the next five or ten years look
2: like things that you are willing to reveal. so it's actually moving really fast for me um, currently i was actually uh, i was asked to come on board to this company called omf which is called on my feet Um, You know, I was working with On My Feet as just promoting this and that. Within the last few months, they hired me as the executive vice president of their app, of the company. Uh, Being the executive vice president, my job is to uh, bring on young entrepreneurs, individuals who are uh, YouTubers, actors, whatever, and we create shows. Currently, we have 12 short-form shows on the network. Our goal is to be a 24-hour sneaker network which is not done. The only other company that's doing something, what we want to do is Complex. But Complex is, you know, they're a whole nother level. Why can't we be the next Complex? We will be the next Complex. So that's where it's going right now. Um, you know, for being executive vice president, like I had, there are people are calling me. And my phone is always like, hey, can you do this? Can you do this? Can we do this? Like, you know, I'm bringing on new people, hiring new people. Signing deals with companies not only that I'm sponsored to, but now my goal is to have these companies sponsor the network. And I have some of the greatest, hottest YouTubers, social media specialists on our team, and they're killing it. I don't know. Like, it, it's they'll see it, but it, it's, it's 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 there. Like, and I feel in the next five to ten years that our app is going to be whole, a uh, completely next level. I mean we're going to right now the big 3 are eBay, GOAT and StockX. We just launched our our marketplace which is also going to have authentication and this and that. So there's four of us now. I know we're behind but we're coming, right? And then I have and then the thing is when they gave, they they understand what my knowledge is and who I know. So I went into you know, there's uh, one of the he's really big YouTuber, Jumperman Chris. I brought him on the team. I'm like, I need you for because you're good at authentication. You're you're good at talking about prices. I have talks with TJ. She's amazing when it comes to the fashion sense of it. You know, I have Tops, who's and, and the Tops World. He's from Florida, so I have people across different places. So if they say, hey, I have, I'm ta- I, my goal is to take over the US. Have somebody from each state part of our company. And we're there. We have twelve shows and seven days a week. It's it's getting there. So that that's where I'm gonna be. inshallah.
1: So now through you know going through your life and and you've you've had I you, like everyone else. Everyone has their tests and ups and downs and you, and you've just like anyone now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you two questions. One is gonna be just in general. Okay. What are some tips that you could tell? individuals young youth you know if they're going through their challenges going through life what are some tips that they you know you think they could go through uh or, or learn from from your experience that you could give them some tips about life you know um you know especially an individual who i think many people will respect and love what, what you've you've accomplished
2: yeah. the main main thing is pray mm-hmm. believe in something mm-hmm. it Right. The, the big thing is me and big bro always say, he's like, hey, I know you're doing this. You got to pray. And trust me, it was it, it was a struggle in the beginning. It was a struggle, but slow. It takes your time. Right. You, you have people that are going to force you to do it. But then you have people like Habib who guide you through it. That's the people that. Pull you in. There's certain people that are like, oh, man, you tell me this is it. That's one thing. Just believe in something. Believe in yourself. Believe in your family. Now, if you have negative energy around you, you got to cut certain things out of your circle. Keep your circle small. Faith big, circle small, right? And I'm not talking about like, oh, you're cutting out your family. I'm talking about your circle, like of friends. I can, on my hand, I can count four people that I've been around for the last 24 years. Nobody's done me dirty. No, everybody said, our goal is like, if I succeed, you succeed. That's the thing. You just got to work hard. You got to stay humble. You got to repeat that process. Work hard, stay humble, repeat. Work hard, stay humble, repeat, and it will come to you. That's it. Simple. Second question.
1: Second question I had is now for adults, right? You're an educator too. Yeah. You know, people might not realize, but you have worked in the school setting for 18 years. Yeah. uh, From coaching to teaching a course, computer courses, you know, at various levels, Uh, so now the question comes in, what are some things that you could tell parents or educators, individuals working with uh, kids, uh, just some tips for them just to build those relationships and, you know, have that
2: positive relationship? So, when, for example, for parents, right, if, a, if, if your child comes to you and says, hey, I want to be a superhero, believe in your child. Let them believe that they can be a superhero. Right, the day like again, like me, my mom being mixed, like my mom being white, like you know Irish, she didn't have that mentality. Like you have to be a lawyer, you have to be a doctor, or you have to be an engineer. So elaborate, because the audience may not get the reference. So why, okay. why yeah. like, so you know, being brown, I am half brown, right? I'm Pakistani, right? In the Pakistani culture, Indian culture, th- again, it's not a bad thing, but they want their kids to succeed. But I feel there's other ways than engineer, doctor, and, you know, what, whatever, like high, right? So if, you're, if your kids come up to you and say, hey, I want to be, I want to, like, I'm a Batman. I want to be Batman. Dad, I want to be Batman. Yes, son, you can be Batman. Because they're going to grow out of that stage, right? Because, but if you start telling your kid, like, I want you to be boom, boom, boom right now. This is where you start. It's going to kill their passion for it. My mom never told me. I want you to be this or you have to be this, right? She, she, like, not having a dad around, you have to kind of, like, figure out what you want to do, right? There's points that I want, like, I want some points, I wanted to be in the medical field. Habib knows I'm pretty good at this stuff. Like, if somebody's like, hey, I could tell, like, oh, you have a torn this, you know, without taking any courses, it's just like it, it gets to you. But I just felt like that wasn't me, right? I liked school but I didn't want to be in school for that long. You know, I wanted to be, I'm like, I wanted those, like, how can I hustle, take care of my family, and make this money quick, legally, in the halal way, all that way, how can I get to that point? And it is, you get to your business, right? You, I started taking, uh, like Habib said, like, you know, on the IT side, I have 18 IT certifications. Wow. Like, people don't realize that I'm a low-key nerd, like, you see my toys you know like I'm a, I'm a nerd so I have 18 certifications I have a cert, I have certification in nutrition I did certification in fitness right and, and uh, then I did a master certification in, in, in just uh, uh, what was it school management right I, yeah I didn't go to school I didn't get a master's degree I wanted to be like how can I get this this thing the things that I liked that nobody forced me to do that I wanted to do that's how I feel just 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 believe in your child believe let them say, hey, again, if you want to be a superhero, be a superhero because I know when you're 18 you're not going to want to be Batman again you're gonna you're thinking about something else so that's that's how I feel just 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 play along, let them let them enjoy because if you start taking away their 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 fun now, you know, it's, it's just gonna kill it for them later
1: so 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 I think so that that idea for I think uh, you're kind of reminding is that hey, as, as these kids have these talents and their processes to help push some of those hobbies or, or, or support some of their skill sets and kind of guide them through yeah. through their lives uh, as they're and, – and, and sometimes you – know, it's, it's funny because when you have your own kids, you want you – want, sometimes things that you didn't get to accomplish, you want them to go ahead and, and sometimes 100%. those become tough too because you're kind of li- living through their world, right, At their yeah. eyes, and sometimes that, that's so important as parents – we keep that in mind. So, hey, you know, um, uh, awesome. It was, was a pleasure to get to see, uh, uh, first, your whole uh, secret hideout place. can't tell you the city. <laughs> but, uh, but at the same time, just to kind of get to know your journey and experience and kind of sharing this with our, our viewers, I think, is very important. Uh, and hopefully there would Thank be you. so many many tidbit things that we could take, you young ones, adults, and all of us, entrepreneurs. I mean, there was, there was a little uh, snippets for everybody.
0: Yeah, thanks, man. Um, thank you for having me. No, no, our pleasure. So just a summary for everybody, high-level summary. We learned about Azam's awesome story. We learned about entrepreneurship, ethical entrepreneurship, uh, partnerships, collaborations, inspiring others, and using struggle and, 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 you know, things that people would use as an excuse not to make it, but using that as a fuel to become successful. So thank you for inspiring us, thank and you. hopefully we get a, another tour and another episode out of you soon.
2: All that's any, you guys are more than welcome anytime.
1: All right, then it t- take care. And, you know, you, know, you know, the reason why he has to keep these not, shoes on comfortable because, see, sometimes challenges, this is an outside thing, but for some of you guys who might not be hearing this, he's had some major injuries. I mean, he had a cracked back. Yeah. He's had uh, knee issues. Surgery. Uh, surgery. So, look, everyone, I want you to realize all of us will be tested with the health, wealth, our family. Some of us might be tested with few. But I always remember, you know, you do your best, God will take, take care, care of the rest. rest. All right, good. players, take care